I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a special Cheeky Scientist radio show. Uh, today, I'm comparing two, two career tracks that, especially in the last few months, really the last 12 months, 12 to 14 months, have been increasingly popular. They've have, they have risen to the top of the framework that we use at Cheeky Scientist, uh, five major career tracks for PhDs. We, there's five different career tracks. The two that I'm talking about today are the R&D career track, and I'm talking about the clinical and medical affairs career track. I'm going to go through six job titles for both. I'm going to give you the descriptions of the job titles. This is a request that I got uh, after the, the radio show that we did on, on different salaries. Is uh, People wanted a little bit more about what each job in particular does. So I'm going to give you a brief description of each role. I'm going to recap the salaries for each role. I'm going to help you understand what your options are in these two career tracks. Now, as I mentioned, a cheeky scientist, we have a, a proven framework for this, a proven framework for getting PhDs hired in industry. It's called the cheeky scientist methodology. It'll help you figure out the right career track of the five major PhD industry career tracks, and then help you zero in on one to three job titles that are the perfect fit for your career aspirations and your desired compensation. Now, two of the career tracks that I'm talking about today are popular. I'm going to tell you why. First, the R&D career track. This likely makes sense to you in terms of its popularity with PhDs because all PhDs have a research background. You couldn't gather information uh, and or data for a thesis, let alone write a thesis without learning how to do research. Okay, so naturally, many PhDs are most immediately interested in the R&D career track. Uh, as soon as they become interested in the industry job search and getting a job in industry in general. Uh, there are uh, countless examples of this in our Cheeky Scientist Association. Uh, Swati Dar recently transitioned into a senior scientist role at Neo Immune Tech. Uh, it's not just, if, not just for scientists, but also you know, any STEM background, non-STEM as well, if you want to get into research. We had uh, Emilia, uh, Emilia uh, Bergoglio, uh, recently transitioned into an R&D engineer position at Splink as well. Uh, you can see the, the video transition stories uh, for these two PhDs on our social media. Uh, we post those quite a bit. And I do recommend that you uh, listen to some of those because it'll help you realize that getting an industry job is possible, whether it's in the R&D career track uh, or the clinical career track or any other career track. You have a lot of options available to you. Now, at the same time, we have found, especially again in the last 12 to 14 months, right, the pandemic has shined a spotlight on the value of you as a PhD, not just in R&D, but in clinical and medical affairs roles. You, you had the biggest media organizations in the world constantly talking about the value of research and science more so than any other time in history. So this makes you more in demand than any other time in history. Compound that with two things, a labor shortage. Uh, many countries around the world are experiencing a, a labor shortage and inflation. 
which is going to work to your advantage in the short term because you can demand much higher salaries than you could before. You are now you are in demand in industry. The problem is is that you may be have uh, become a, a little less motivated. If any, if you've ever taken a few weeks off of research or in graduate school, your postdoc, and you tried to get back into the swing of things, it took some time. Now, you know, imagine uh, an entire lifestyle and work shift where you may have had a year off or a year has been different for you, or you've been able to work for home from a year, right? So this can affect motivation. It could be up in some areas, down in other areas, but there's a lot of uncertainty too. But if you can navigate your way through this, push those emotions, push that uncertainty aside, there is a rare opportunity in today's current job market. So what we found and this is going back to the clinical and medical affairs career track, is that PhDs, are, they're very excited about this career track, even if you don't have clinical experience and good news, you don't need clinical experience to get into any of the roles I'm talking about today. Zero zilch, do not need any clinical experience whatsoever. All you need is your PhD. Now, again, PhDs, they're excited about working in these roles because, you know, like me, I'm guessing you have always wanted to have a positive impact on humanity, specifically in the health and longevity of humanity, the betterment of humanity overall, it's really the, one of your core drivers as a PhD. Why else, how else would you put in such long hours for such little pay? You have this drive to make a difference, have an impact, a positive impact. So uh, we have lots of stories of, of cheeky scientist associates who have transitioned into clinical roles recently. Haywan uh, Park, recently transitioned into a clinical regulatory affairs position, which I'll, I'll discuss at Lutronic and uh, Swati Kundry recently transitioned into a medical science liaison role, very popular role. Actually, it is the highest paid role in all of the uh, job titles across all career tracks right now for PhDs. And you don't need clinical experience or industry experience to get into this role. We have one of our advanced programs that focuses on it specifically called the Medical Science Liaison Alliance. You can go check that out online if it sounds interesting to you after I read through it today. So the six research and development job titles and descriptions first. Number one, I'm gonna start with the Medical Science Liaison role shortened to MSL. As I've said, this is the highest paid role. Uh, PhDs are asked to provide information about their employer's products, such as medical devices, drugs, and treatments. The simplest uh, explanation uh, that I could find. PhDs are asked to provide information about their employer's products, such as medical devices, drugs, and treatments. They typically represent pharmaceutical companies to decision makers in the medical community, right? Whether they're clinicians, other healthcare providers, they're commonly known as key opinion leaders, KOLs. Uh, but beyond this, also to investors and even government regulatory agencies, average salary. Uh, $145,498, according to Zip Recruiter. There's some variation here, of course. This is in USD. However, the references, we were very careful when we looked at these salaries to make sure the references uh, were the same across countries, right? So if MSL salary is 30% higher than a clinical research associate in the US, it's very similar in any country in Europe or Australia. Uh, Canada and beyond. Uh, we are in 152 countries. The Cheeky Scientist Association is in 152. We have PhDs in 152 different countries on our platform, the world's largest platform dedicated to helping get PhDs hired. And I mentioned that. So where, wherever you're listening, 
right? We always have people come to us say, well, does this apply to me? I'm in Germany. Does this apply to me? I'm in Indonesia. Yes, it does. So let's dive into the six research and development job titles and descriptions first. The R&D scientist or R&D engineer or clinical research scientist role. That's the one I'm going to discuss first. Now, you might be asking, but it says clinical at the front of clinical research scientists. Yes, of course. Importantly, the clinical research scientist role can, can be included in either of the two career tracks, R&D or the clinical and medical affairs. Uh, so we, uh, we found it's best to put it side by side with the research scientist role in the R&D career track, which is uh, the, the track that I'm discussing uh, first, but also side by side with the clinical trials data manager role in the clinical and medical affairs career track, because this is the, the one role where there can be crossover depending on if you're, you're a clinical research scientist specifically for a, a clinical trials, what your exact uh, job is for that clinical trial. If it's not for a clinical trial and you're doing clinical work, that's more on the basic research side. Uh, it would be more in the R&D track. There are some nuances. We go into detail in the Cheeky Scientist Association on this, uh, but for here, I'm going to include it in both. So again, the first job title and description under the research and development career track is R&D scientist, clinical research scientist, R&D engineer or similar. This includes scientist one, scientist two, scientist three positions, senior scientist, senior engineer, principal scientist, right? Principal engineer, et cetera. These roles are bench work based roles and can entail, of course, wet lab techniques, as well as experimental techniques related to software development, programming, or engineering. You are going to be the most familiar with these. Uh, research, analysis, innovation, very important. Uh, this role, if you have a background in research, which I just said all of you do is PhDs, uh, is gonna be uh, very familiar to you again. Average salaries are 75,717 to 109,114, according to salary.com. Next is user experience researcher. This role asks a PhD to collect and analyze data to determine the reasons behind consumer behavior. Okay, so a lot of qualitative analysis in addition to quantitative analysis, right? You wanna find out the wants, the needs, the priorities of people interacting with the company and the company's products. You'll see PhDs working for McDonald's, Nestle, Home Depot, Hilton Hotels, companies you never would have thought would hire PhDs. Do so because you can work with focus groups, qualitative, gather that qualitative data, but also the quantitative data from people using their apps or whatever data they collect uh, on purchases, uh, lots, lots of other data as well. Uh, average salary is 106834 per year, the highest paid role uh, in terms of not needing any industry experience and being able to get in at that entry level. Now, there are R&D scientist roles that can be much higher principal scientist, uh, even some senior scientist roles too. So, uh, but as far as there's no, you know, it's usually user experience researcher and it pays higher to start in industry than uh, a research scientist role, okay? There's, a, there's that broad salary band that I mentioned previously for the R&D scientist role from about 75,000 to 109,000. Number three, technology development specialist. This role is relatively new, right, in R&D. It asks PhDs to be responsible for advising on and performing the full range of support services that facilitate the transfer of new technologies, right, and research materials, uh, particularly in the private sector for further research and commercial development. Okay, it sounds like a mouthful. This is a, a brand new role. You'll see companies like Genetech and others 
have this technology development specialist role open for PhDs. So you, you're, the, the key word here is development, right? and there's a broad scope here. It's similar in, in many aspects to business development, which a lot of PhDs are hired for too, which is not included in, in either of these career tracks we're talking about today. But uh, so broad scope in terms of responsibilities, you're integrating new technologies with research materials, uh, again, to further research and commercial development. So it's heavy on the D in R&D for that role. Number four, informatics software specialists, another newer role in R&D for PhDs, similar to health informatics software specialists, but now it's being, uh, this role is being leveraged much more in R&D and basic research, uh, not just in healthcare facilities, right? In healthcare facilities, this role, you'd be managing patient data. Uh, PhDs can be hired into that, uh, but it's not as frequent. And the informatics software specialist role on the R&D side is much more popular uh, for PhDs and, and you're much more in demand for these roles in R&D. Uh, in, the, in the role, you'll be asked to catalog lab data records, develop new methods for managing lab data and information, managing databases, overseeing the processes of, of transferring data across digital networks, right? So a lot of data, you have to have a, a, some background in software or be willing to learn it very quickly. Uh, to excel in this role. Average salary, 84,724 to 92,250 per year, according to ZipRecruiter. Number five, quality assurance and quality control or QA and QC specialists. These roles require management of both QA and QC, most often, uh, in a lab uh, or similar, right? And they're interrelated, right? They, they can, they're defined differently, but they're very interrelated. QA activities and responsibilities cover virtually all of the quality system in a lab or a supply chain or similar. Okay, it's broad category. Quality assurance can be any aspect of operations in business, uh, even beyond operations uh, or, or different parts of operations, specific commercialization. Uh, you know, I always use the example of putting a kit together for Kaigen. Right, you have to have the molarity of the solutions correct. You got, and then you got to get the solutions in the box correctly, so all the right solutions are in there. It's got to be shipped. Right, that's all. All those would be multiple different checkpoints, which would fall under the QC portion of this role. But all all of those checkpoints together would make up the Q the QA the quality assurance uh, part of the role. Number six, finally, R and D project manager. Here, PhDs are asked to implement projects, particularly new product development projects, and keep them on schedule from start to completion. This requires working collaboratively with cross-functional teams, executives, and other key stakeholders while maintaining scope, budget, timeline, and quality of multiple projects. Average salary is 93371 according to Zipia. For QAQC specialist, I don't believe I said that. It was 82238 per year, according to salary.com. Those are your options for the R&D career track. And again, uh, it's the option through the lens of roles that are going to compensate you fairly for what we believe PhDs should be paid, roles that require your PhD. So they're not bachelor or master level roles. Some of the lower roles that I discussed for the, the research scientist job, scientist one, two, right? Uh, bachelor level scientists, engineers, et cetera, can get into those roles or, or, or those with masters. We always want to leverage your PhD to get you into a senior scientist or senior engineer role or higher uh, for that, that position specifically. We're going to pivot now to talking about the six clinical and medical affairs job titles and descriptions. 
uh, for you to consider. The first is the medical science liaison career track or MSL, MSL role. As I mentioned, it's the highest paid role. And in it, PhDs are asked to provide information. This is just the simplest, most generalist uh, definition you can find for an MSL role. Provide, they provide information about their employer's products, such as medical devices, drugs, and treatments. Okay. Uh, yes, it's usually pharmaceutical, but there are examples of MSLs working for companies that aren't classified uh, as uh, pharmaceutical companies. And it's not always drugs. It can be medical devices. It can be uh, other types of treatments. They typically represent pharmaceutical companies, though, to decision makers in the medical community, also known as key opinion leaders, okay, whether they're these decision makers are clinicians, healthcare professionals, they're known in the MSL uh, role as key opinion leaders, KOLs, sometimes thought leaders, but usually KOLs. Uh, but these KOLs can include investors and government regulatory agencies as well. The average salary is a whopping $145,498, according to Zip Recruiter. Number two, clinical research associate or CRA. PhDs in this role are responsible for organizing and overseeing clinical studies or trials to contribute to the advances in the medical community. Uh, their duties include contacting individuals to participate in trials, reviewing medical histories of each participant before approval, and writing reports to determine the overall success of a new drug, a new procedure, a new medical device. CRA, they work on the operational side of a clinical trial, a lot of management, uh, making sure that everything's going correctly, the, 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 the more the regulatory side, uh, CRA, very popular role for PhDs to get into. Number three, medical affairs associate. This role asks PhDs to educate department team leaders, ensure questions from cl clinicians and patients are addressed, and to provide informational services to healthcare professionals, providers, and others. They work closely with regulatory affairs, and I'll talk about a role uh, regulatory affairs roles for PhDs here soon. Uh, they help the company adhere to guidelines mandate, mandated by government and regulatory bodies. So regulatory affairs is a role that uh, MSLs work within usually. Sometimes it's called clinical affairs as well. You know, we're, this overall career track, that's our nomenclature, clinical and medical affairs, but a department might be called medical affairs at one pharmaceutical company, maybe clinical affairs at another pharmaceutical company. Uh, within the medical affairs typically are the MSL roles as well. Medical affairs associates uh, uh, can be the counterparts of MSLs, but also work closely with those in regulatory affairs. And they are usually, they don't travel as much as MSLs. They're usually at the headquarters. And so it's a in-office position much more frequently. And so there's a lot of overlap here. Medical affairs associates, they're kind of the home base for the MSLs. They are in contact with the KOLs like MSLs, but again, from the home base. And that way they can work closely with other team members that are also at the home base, right? The headquarters, the office, such as those in regulatory affairs. Okay, so the regulatory affairs specialist position, let's move to that one next. PhDs here are responsible for knowing all the regulations that apply to the industry they work in and for ensuring that these regulations are followed and documented while also maintaining knowledge of all the applicable laws and regulations to ensure internal teams are aware of the legal standards that apply to their work. A lot of regulations, documentation. If you enjoy this, this is the role for you. It's a very stable role. Pays well too. The average salary is 93,371. According to Zipia, the average salary for the medical affairs associate, which I discussed previously was 87,147. 
according to ZipRecruiter. Two more to discuss, Clinical Trials uh, Data Manager, or CDM, and Clinical Research Associate, CRS. PhDs in these roles, they're directly involved in the clinical research for the pharmaceutical or biotechnology company, as well as other private companies, academic-related research centers, et cetera. Uh, the clinical trial data managers in particular, they oversee all aspects of program-related data from design and framework to collection, processing, storage, retrieval, and more, maintaining compliance with regulatory bodies such as the FDA and others. So noticed on the clinical and medical affairs, within the clinical and medical affairs career track, a lot more regulation. This shouldn't surprise you. So ask yourself, do I want that, that increased level of regulation? Do I want things to be even, you know, even more structured than they are for you currently, uh, much more if you're in academia, but more than R&D and more of the basic research under the R&D career track that we discussed previously. The final role here we are going to discuss is the clinical trials project manager, CPM. So this is the project management, just like there's an R&D project manager, this is the clinical counterpart. PhDs in this role are responsible for the management of all aspects of the clinical trial in terms of activities, key stakeholders, and assigned projects. Those in this role are accountable for achieving successful delivery of each project related to the trial while ensuring the company is meeting deadlines, budgets, quality, scope, and regulations re related to the trial. Again, deadlines, budgets, quality, scope. If you're a project manager, that's what you're focused on here. It's on the clinical side, and you're going to have a lot more of that final word, regulations, right? And it's specific for clinical trials, of course. The average salary here is 93751 according to salary.com. For the clinical trials data manager, clinical research scientist, there's a range here, 78495 to 87121 per year. Yes, in the R&D career track, typically, if you want to do research, you want to be a research scientist, you'll be paid a bit more in the R&D career track than under the clinical and medical affairs career track, just for that specific role. But overall, if you take all of the salaries for the six options on either side, the clinical and medical affairs wins just in terms of salary. Hopefully this helps you figure out if jobs in either of these career tracks are right for you, or at least which one of the overall career tracks might be a better fit for you. If you wanna learn more about them, I recommend going to cheekyscientist.com Looking at our advanced programs, we have many for the roles that I've mentioned. We do have the Regulatory Affairs Council. That'll help you get into a regulatory affairs uh, position. We have the Medical Science Liaison Alliance that'll help you get into an MSL role. This is a specific uh, program for the MSL role, and it's only for PhDs. We also have the Clinical Research Coalition. If you want to get into a clinical research associate or clinical research scientist role, we do have the Project Management uh, consortium as well, one of our most popular programs, all of the hours of training in this PMC, we call it program. Again, it's project management consortium. Go towards your PMP certification from the Project Management Institute as well. Finally, we have the user experience squad, if you want to get into a user experience researcher role. And there is one more. It's our first advanced program, exceedingly popular as I mentioned, because all PhDs have a background in research. It's the R&D Society. We recently upgraded it. I recommend you check out one of these advanced programs at cheekyscientist.com. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional.
Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. That's Cheeky Radio, C-H-E-E-K-Y-R-A-D-I-O. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, cutting postdocs and TAs, and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself, but likely you have not reached your full career potential yet. Perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD-only job search training platform with multiple courses and the PhD-only job referral network of over 10,000-plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button, and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees, Nobody else offers this. PhDsgethired.com. Use the coupon code CheekyRadio. Remember your value as a PhD. And remember that knowledge is power and your network is your net worth.